Welcome to the Right to Reason podcast. I'm Robert Stanley. Today, two conspiracy theorists, a 9-11 truther, and a flat earther are going head-to-head with nuclear physicist Dr. Ben Davis. (laughs) Are you ready for this? Let's get started. It's the Right to Reason podcast. This episode of the Right to Reason podcast is brought to you by our patrons and contributors like me. We have all recognized the value of the unrestrained marketplace of ideas and have decided to make a difference. You can make a difference too. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash right and learn more about your right to reason at the right to reason.com. Your activism is appreciated. on your door a million times and you laughed at me you've been in love with something else your whole life and this is a love affair and so i'm not going to get in bed with you because you don't love the spirit of justice you loved your father the devil you love death more than life so you go with your father forever and that's hell separation from god stoner dudes like it's time to grow up get an apartment get in a healthy relationship and it's just like okay well you were learning about your healthy relationship with your corporate boyfriend or whatever like yeah i was with some stoner guys learning the truth about 9-11 stoner dudes have the deets on conspiracy theories and they all have a favorite too you know some really common ones are like the lunar landing was a hoax like the mob killed jfk my personal favorite girls are trying to change me man (laughs) i guess as a feminist it bothers me a little bit because it's like excuse me women are trying to change you most is uh the ancient aliens conspiracy theory like this one guy would always get super high and he'd be like all right kate all right if you don't think that ancient aliens built the mayan pyramids then what other possible explanation could there even be for the mayan pyramids huh and i'm just like 
you know, fucking Mayans, man. <laughs>
fell and it hadn't fallen yet. If you're trying to make out the British Broadcasting Company, one of the most respected news organisations in the world, was inventing huge buildings falling over, you, they need, to did. Have a, you need to have a break, Jesse. We'll come back after the break and we'll talk about Israel and Iran. This is a fact. So I wanted to start off everybody kind of letting the the audience know who you are. They're all previous guests on the show, uh, but if you just kind of want to you know, say your name or, or say what your plugs are or places that they can find you real quick. And then I wanted to play a video for you guys that has Jesse Ventura and Alex Jones, and they're getting into some conspiracy stuff about FEMA camps and just a bunch of crazy shit, you know? And I, I wanted to I wanted to bounce it off all of your noggins for a second, but introduce yourselves, um, uh, whoever wants to go first, and just kind of follow up, and if you talk over each other, that's totally cool, because this is this is a free-for-all, guys. This is a free-for-all episode, so uh, let us know who you are, and then we're going to watch some conspiracy videos together. Oh, I'm, I'll go first. I'm already talking. My name's Tyler Klatnow, and uh, yeah, I just uh, got two jobs where I get to pretty much paid get paid to be on the internet, so I research a lot. Kind of my whole shtick. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you want to talk to me or find That sounds nice. Yeah, it is. It's wonderful. And if you ever want to find me or ask me personal questions, my email address is clata002 at gmail.com. Awesome. And, you, and you're and you a... Well, my first question is how you get paid to do that, because I'd love that kind of gig. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, one of the jobs is I'm a smoothie. I work in a smoothie shop, and it's in a mall food court that's really slow. So I pretty much just get paid to sit there and do nothing until a customer shows up, which right. is rarely because I work in the mornings. And my other job is I'm a PCA, a personal care assistant, where I pretty much just bullshit with my friends. They're really not that disabled. <laughs> what does that mean? They're not that disabled. They're a lot less disabled than when I was hired by them. Oh, so you, you've made some progress there. Yeah. And so now it's not that much work because I have helped them recover. That's really cool. Man. Now we kind of just chill. All right. Well, since I interjected there, I guess I'll go next. <laughs> I'm Dr. Ben Davis. I am somewhat famously skeptical of most of these things, so I'll give you full disclosure on that. More than, more than somewhat. And I'm an ex-nuclear physicist. I guess I'm not an ex-nuclear physicist. I'm still one, but most of my career I was a computer programmer, and now I run the Ask Dr. Ben page, and I go to conventions and talk about this stuff. So that's me. You know, ex-nuclear physicist sounds so much cooler, though. Like as if like like you've you've learned all of the nuclear physics and then you rejected it. That's it. I'm done. Like, <laughs> they couldn't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess it's my turn. I'm Sean Yankee. I'm a writer and political activist and do amateur documentary filmmaker. I uh, do Facebook shows basically on conspiracies, but I make a video, a little movie, a mini movie, mini docs is what I guess I'd call it. And then you could find those on my YouTube channel, me on things and stuff. Or you can follow me on Facebook for the live stuff. It's good to have you back because I enjoyed your show before. And then when you stopped, yeah. I was very, very disappointed in you. And I'm glad that you're back doing it. Like, we don't agree on much, but I love what you do. And I love the passion that you do it with. And you've you've made me think about some things. We don't agree on much. You wouldn't even say that it's halfway. I hadn't considered before. Halfway. Okay, it's halfway. Yeah. <laughs> We agree that that Seth Rich stuff was weird with the Hillary yeah, yeah. campaign. That was some weird shit. Building 7. And Building 7 was weird. I think we could probably all agree Building 7 was weird, 9-11. Ben, can, can you agree that that was a weird uh, thing? I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you this could talk for days on why you would say that. 
<laughs> okay. Let me let me play this clip real quick and get everybody's impression. Feel free to talk throughout, and uh, wow. let's get down and dirty, gentlemen. I think we're gonna have a good have a good time. This is uh, Jesse Ventura and Alex Jones discovering a stockpile of caskets in Madison, Georgia. They're walking through the woods right now to see these uh, alleged caskets. Madison, Georgia, on the side of Interstate 20, near The production train. value on this show was very low. <laughs> it looks like uh, an old 1980s zombie yeah, film. Yeah, the cutaways look like yeah, A-team shots. <laughs> Close to an airport. I love Jesse Perfect. Ventura's ponytail. Yeah. For smuggling in people like I love Jesse Ventura in up. general. He's great. Yeah, I do too. For you watch his new RT show? No, I haven't seen it yet. I've heard a lot about it, but I don't really watch anything in that mainstream. I should check it out with that one. It's pretty good, but I, I'm, it's, I've been starting to worry when I watch it. I worry that he's getting Parkinson's. He shakes really bad now. Really? He kind of has always done that. I guess I haven't seen it, though. Maybe it is bad. Yeah, he always did, but now he does it a little more. If you watch it, it's more pronounced. And some people might know, not know uh, that he was a actual. He was governor of what state? Minnesota. Was it? Yeah, it was Minnesota. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. Minnesota. But this place didn't need. It's taken him a long time to walk to, to this place. From getting out. What I don't think he said this. Oh, look at that! <laughs> you got to hear the part. So this is them looking through the woods, and then Jesse says, "My favorite part of the whole thing." What in the hell is this? <laughs> what is it? What is it, Alex? It's hundreds of thousands it's like of plastic coffins. So each one of those is a separate coffin stacked on top. Hundreds of thousands of plastic coffins. And how many stacks? Literally hundreds of them. And you can fit four dead bodies per plastic coffin. Basically, a giant body bag. Tens of thousands of coffins. Um, So basically, guys, we're we're looking at a whole bunch of plastic bins, alleged coffin liners. Jesse Ventura and Alex Jones are saying that this is something that the CDC is using for sticking dead bodies in whenever they want to take over the world. And I kind of want to get everybody's impression on it, see what you think. I mean, do you, do you think that that's something that could be possible? Yeah, they're planning on it. I don't think that's going to happen that soon. But, yeah, they're trying to. They're, yes, it's possible. What are they trying to do? Kill us all off? There will there 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 is a, an agenda, and one of the biggest points on the agenda is to reduce the population by a massive amount. Two, two 500 million is what's written on the Georgia Guidestones. That's the number that they're shooting for. Yeah. You mean planet-wide? Planet-wide. Okay. Yeah, planet-wide. To what end? What What would the reason be for that? Because they just depopulize us? They don't believe that their greed is what's wrong. They believe there's too many cockroaches on the planet. Hmm. There's too many people. Possible. We're sucking up resources. They want to start over. It's like hit and reset. Yeah, and there's too many of us that we that can't control us. It's pretty much the fallback plan. Seems like once we get too unruly, if we're, if we're ever going to actually take over the government and get close, then they'll just take the grid down and then just go into their bunkers as we all tear each other apart. That's essentially how the theory goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it's that crazy, to be honest. Okay, I was just about to ask if, if people here subscribe to that or if we're just talking in general, but... I mean, to what end? Already 2% of the planet owns 50% of the wealth. The best they can do is double their money. Uh, the planet you know, can't sustain our, our numbers. There's too many of us. I agree with that. I think that's you know what's behind global warming to a large degree, that there are too many people do, on the planet. But, would I you mean, say you guys would at least agree with Ben that a major contributor to global warming is mankind burning up resources? You want to take that first, Tyler? <laughs> I'm just... 
I, not trying to totally stop the convo. I just kind of want to see if, if we could at least I, agree I on that. Cause... I really don't go down that road. I, I would agree with you is what I would do because it, I know that men call, mankind causes a lot of trouble. And at least if there is something that's global warming, I don't know enough about it to even have a discussion about global warming. But I would agree with you that it was caused by I've man. heard a lot from. I mean, I've heard. I've seen the, uh, the Wars movie. The hockey stick. Inconvenient truth. Just, I've, yeah, inconvenient truth. I've heard a lot of people say really that global warming is a myth. And that's why whenever he's. He said, like, it seemed like he was given an olive branch where he's saying, you guys agree about the government wants to kill a lot of people. I don't agree with you, but I, I would agree with you, at least in terms of global warming. Uh, so that's why I wanted to kind of pin on that for a second and say, can we find some common ground there? What do you think, Tyler? I don't I don't think it's our government. I think it's a cabal that actually runs the like world. Illuminati stuff? It's, yes. Yeah, I'm not it's not the government. It's not that's not that's what a lot of people like to say. You know, it's the whole government, or it's this or that. No, it's uh, it's 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 people in the government. Tyler, what do you say, man? Do you do you think that uh, global warming's an issue? Do you think Illuminati's a genuine yeah, problem Illuminati, that we have to deal with? Illuminati. It's just that there's so pretty much every uh, like fraternity of every college. All the rich people are all working together. And eventually there's going to get to be a point where they can't control us anymore. And then they're getting a plan. Cause like if we start organizing like in the millions and like knocking on the, like circling the White House and stuff like that. Yeah. They're going to need a plan for that. Cause there's billions of us and it's only like maybe a hundred thousand sociopaths. Maybe. But I mean, you could fit the entire population of the world into Texas. Right. If we all live next to each other, you know, like there is a lot of open space. So I'm assuming you're talking about resources. But we'd be fighting over each other. We, there wouldn't be enough resources. You couldn't. You couldn't even ship in enough stuff into Texas to to feed us all. Right. All right. So I agree with that. This is a resource-based argument that the Illuminati wants to kill a large population of the world. It's not. They don't think of you. They don't even think of us as people. How do we even know there is a they? Like that word to me. Anytime not, I hear they, I immediately kind of roll my eyes. And I don't mean that like in a disrespectful have you, way. I, have you ever seen the ceremonies at Bohemian Grove? <laughs> yeah. That was that was creepy. Okay, that real. was creepy. It's real, and they do that every year. You know it's who not released like it's that, right? You know, you know who actually Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's people one of those things where like people will be like, Alex Jones is a fucking idiot. And I'm like, I agree, but that Bohemian Grove thing was weird. You know, like I don't have yeah, an answer for like it. That. You can't explain it. They ben, don't even try to. Ben, have you seen the Bohemian Grove videos? No, I have no idea what you're talking about on that one. Uh, There's so, a place called Bohemian Grove that these rich. Uh, mostly Republican, powerful people go to, and they dress up in cloaks, and they worship this giant owl, and they have a ceremony. They call His name is Moloch, and they, they have a ceremony called the Cremation of Care. And what that ceremony is for, it's to get rid of their guilt for everything that they've done to us lesser people over the course of their what their past year. They do it every year, and it gets rid of all that guilt for them. They give it to Moloch. Child sacrifice. They say it's a mock child sacrifice, but I don't know, man. It looks yeah. Kind they of say they're burning an effigy, but you know who's to say what they're yeah. burning? As close as Alex Jones got, he's about a hundred yards away. But Richard and Nixon's been there. there all kinds of presidents go there. Kissinger, uh, George Bush, look at them. All these guys go I'm there. Just playing it for Ben, so you can see the creepy thing we're talking about. Yeah. So Ben, what we're what you're seeing right now is some footage that was taken of some kind of party that was going on. There it is, the burning of care. It gets rid of their guilt, is what it's supposed to do. The cremation of care. 
Looks like we got it here. All right. So this will be nuclear physicist Ben Davis sees Bohemian yeah. Grove cremation of care for the first time. It's an hour and 31 minutes. <laughs> is, so we might be here for a while. This is going to be Well, funny. there's a lot of fluff. No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of show you the, I'm gonna show you the, the good stuff. Jones was the first one we'll to ever get in you. there and get video of this. They've been doing this forever. All right. So here's Alex. He's taking pictures of some kind of a party that's going on. And it does look a little creepy. There's some kind of like they're worshiping an owl statue. There's like people in robes walking with torches. I see this and I say, yeah, there's some weird orgy stuff going down. You know, this is some eyes wide shut shit. But I don't think. How can think you not? If you get eyes wide you know shut, I mean? you go eyes wide shut. I, I eyes wide shut is Illuminati. That's what that whole movie's about. I thought it was just about fucking hoes. Well, it is on the <laughs> surface, but underneath. Okay, you see, you see in this, Ben? I am. You got to admit, this is a little weird, right? kind of zoned out for you on a second when we started talking about fucking hoes, but I'm, I'm still with <laughs> Are you seeing what I'm seeing, though? Does that look weird to you? Yeah, like a bunch of people shooting fireworks with this, like, it looks like a, a Satan seance kind of activity. Yeah. Wait till they start the fire. Come on, it gets creepier. That's a giant owl. It's a 40-foot statue of Moloch, a demon. Yeah, Moloch is a, is a known demon. I don't know that that's Moloch, but was Moloch an owl? Yeah, historically? Well, it's in representation. An, an owl is, a, and you'll find owls all over, like our money and government buildings. Do you feel like you might be looking for it a little bit? Well, no, you know about, you no I feel like it's put right in your face. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is kind of a jump, though, to say that if it's an owl, that it's necessarily representative of this particular demon that looks like an owl. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it didn't, right? Well, I guess. You know, they could just. All of our forefathers could have just really been into owls. <laughs> right? Well, owls are symbols of wisdom, right? I mean, it's yeah. also the symbol of Athena, the goddess of wisdom. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm good with worshipping wisdom if you're going to worship something, you know, other than alcohol. Right. What, what's your impression, Dr. Davis, whenever you look at Bohemian Grove? What's your first take on that? Well, I mean, I, I'll freely admit that it, it looks creepy. It looks like there's some weird, sketchy shit going on there. But, you know, if you go to Burning Man and you take it out of context, that looks like weird, sketchy shit, too. That's true. It is weird, and sketchy I, shit. I guess, <laughs> I guess part of why I say that and why I think that is I hear a lot of people talk about the Masons, for example. Yeah. Now, I was never a Mason, never wanted to be one because it looked boring as fuck to me. <laughs> but my dad was a Mason. And when I was a kid, did he have the, you know, did he have the rings and all that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he was a Shriner. He went the whole My dad was yard. too. Oh, he was a Shiner. Yeah. So he, he was up. He was high up. You got to be pretty high up to go Shiner, don't you? I think if you spend enough money and you stay in it long enough that anybody could be one. It doesn't mean you're, you know, the grand poobah or any of that shit. It just means you're in the next level, if you will, of the of the fraternity, right? Sean, you said your dad was one too. My dad was one too. How do you and feel about their roots of Luc? Their their uh, their Luciferian is their faith. I've never heard that, and you know, again, my dad is pretty open about it. They are. My dad is insanely religious, so he would never. Yeah, any any Freemasons that. that I've known were Christians. They they Every Mason, they would reject Lucifer 
for religious reasons. And then once you get high like up, you can't even you can't even join the Masons. Dude, you can't even join the Masons as an atheist. You have to say that you believe in at least a higher power. Oh, and, I, and what I was going to power. tell you is, I was in the son's auxiliary of that. My mother was in the wife's auxiliary of that. My sisters were in the daughter's auxiliary of it. Uh, and like I say, when I was by the time I was eighteen, I didn't give a shit about it anymore. So I, there was no way I was ever going to become a Mason. But I certainly was. And, you know, the auxiliary for the, the son in the, and, you know, the sons in that thing. And it was all about fealty to your parents, love of your country, love of God. I mean, when you took the vows, I mean, yeah, there's ritualism to it. But when you took right. the vows, you promised to be honest and caring and all this shit. You literally took the vows and kissed the body. But you're, but you're also in a 33 level cult. Right. So the people at the top know everything. The people at the bottom don't really even know fully what you're involved in. Yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, that's this is part of the full disclosure, right? I'm telling you what I know about it. But oh no, no, I, also, I got it. I also know that if you're standing on the outside, or if you come in with hidden cameras, even to a Demolay meeting, which is what they called the the you know Sons Auxiliary, uh, and you just you know put some creepy music in the background, and you said, hey, look at these weird people in these robes, you know, carrying candles around and talking, you know, sticking little jewels and crowns as they walk around and all this crazy shit uh that look that would look creepy to you and it literally was not anything demonic um you know it, 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 it is absurd though, to somebody that was in it to even think that that's what people thought if you know what i mean i don't know once you get high up enough it's like a sociopath screening cult where they scream for sociopaths and a sociopath uh, be like, yeah, you can bow down to Jesus or bow down to the devil and you can have everything you can imagine. Yeah. And I can agree with that. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm telling you what I know. Um, you, but, you right. know, your average Mason's not a bad person. It, that's no, right. I, 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 with that. I don't think my dad was involved in the master plan. I bet he was part of the organization. <laughs> yeah. My dad, the deacon in the church that, you know, thinks that. Donald Trump hung the moon for some reason. I still haven't figured out how he, how he came around to that. I don't know how anyone can be Christian and a Donald Trump supporter at the same time. I don't. I, I don't get that. Tyler, yeah. where do you where do you fall on Trump, man? I think that it's all scripted. I think they wasn't like a huge upset and that it was given to Trump last second. He's not saving us. I don't believe any of that Q stuff. I think he's part of the cabal too. You know, and we're well, all it's like what you guys were talking about with you know the Masons that we all know you guys grew up around that kind of thing they're not really in on it but there's somebody at the top that is and that seems kind of reminiscent of what you guys were saying earlier about illuminati like there's no way to falsify this right like you're you're saying that it's just these top guys and none of us are really going to know and i almost kind of feel like you're saying like we can't know that information but it's also true so i wonder like if if it's something you don't have access to and man, I'm I'm going blank, and I hope Tyler can help me with the name of their book. But every Mason receives a book David written by Andrew Weisskopf. <laughs> no, no, it's or is, uh, it, is it Ike David I, Ike? I think his name's Weisskopf. No, but every one of them gets this certain book, and I can't think of it. I was hoping Tyler would know what it is. Yeah, the Bible. But they also get yeah. a, they also get a Bible, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, that's a well, weird Bible. And by the way, I don't know what it, the book's called. I mean, it's the it's Bible called is not like a regular Bible. The Bible has extra stuff that our regular Bible doesn't have in it. And, no and all the names are different. Isn't that weird? Like almost all the important names are different. Anyways, in the book, it tells of their true beliefs that they believe that Lucifer is actually the hero figure of the Bible. Whoa. And that he's trying. I'm serious. And that he's trying to enlighten humanity. And that that's why they call themselves the illuminated ones. 
That's how you're illuminated by the sun. You were part of the sun organization. Oh, I the see. The sun is Lucifer. The morning star. The morning the sun. star. I never put that together in my life. Yeah. Lucifer is actually isn't it Hebrew for light bringer? Uh, yeah, that's 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 real stuff. There. I could see that. I mean, yeah. That's interesting. So if Lucifer's the sun, who's the moon? I don't. They don't get it. I, no, none of them take that. Uh, the George moon is the sun. W. Bush. Bush. They didn't think it was that. Yeah, he must be. <laughs> or Jay Leno. Jay Leno was the moon. Sean, for a little do while. you do you agree with Tyler that uh, the Earth is flat, space doesn't exist, the sun isn't really heating the Earth, that kind of stuff? Like, do you do you um, guys go that I, route? I don't together? go all the way as far as Tyler does. I also, but I can understand. I understand how Tyler got where he is. I can because there is a lot of fake that comes out of NASA. It's all fake. Yeah, I believe like, NASA is an entertainment my thing. and money laundering operation. Here, here's my thing: is like you guys both have this concept that the powers that be are kind of in on something, or even if they're not uh, willingly participatory, they're being deluded to be in on something. And right now you have a nuclear physicist who can, you know, either he's just here to trick you and lie, or this guy, as smart as he is, is just being tricked by people like George W. Bush can trick well, I would, Ben Davis, you know? Let me tell you, I would love for Ben Davis to change my mind on any of this stuff because it's not a comfortable thought. I, I don't want it to be true. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't no, want it to be true. That's interesting. Um, I'd like for you to prove me wrong. Oh, but how am I going to do that? I mean, the the first question that popped into my mind when Robert started talking to you is like, okay, you say NASA's a bunch of shills and they're doing all this stuff to pull the wolves over our eyes, but I, of course, have known NASA scientists. Hell, I was just drinking with one just two weekends back. <laughs> and he's a cool guy, and he, he actually runs the you know pretty much the whole program in Huntsville. Uh, and he's working on the next set of you know uh, space probes to go into space. And, uh, he seems like an awesome dude. And my question to you sure is. would be, why would I believe you over him? Because I don't have to even get Les Johnson on the phone to know that he's going to say that's not right. I mean, I could, and he would say that's not right, but I don't have to even ask him this question. Well, I've asked him wouldn't. other questions that I know that you know would lead to that. So, what is it? Why is it that you would think the, the people that you listen to know more about it than the people that actually get paid to do this work? You know, why do you think they're lying to you? I don't think they're lying. I think they were lied to, and they were paid very, very well to support that lie. And now they're kind of locked into it because their prestige, their pensions, their retirement, everything is all hinged on supporting this lie. And so is their cognitive dissonance. They can't even see that everything they are told is a lie because that would just shatter. You'd have to start over as an infant. And, and then, that's just not something most people can do. So do you think, just to go back to what Robert asked you, do you think that I also have this cognitive dissonance? or? Yeah, I'm, I'm certain you do. It's very okay. obvious once you snap out of it. Well, okay. I was a Christian for 32 years, and I snapped out of that. So, you know, we'll we'll assume that that's what's happening. I can tell you that when I went from being a Christian to an atheist, that I had years and years and years going back to even when I was a child where certain things didn't fit. Uh, when I look at science and I talk about science, I never have that feeling. It all fits. It's all consistent. But to answer your question about your friend... Uh -huh. um, your friend, the scientist for NASA, mm -hmm. um, you're familiar with the project to build the atomic bomb, right? 
I would say that I know a little bit about that. Okay, so you're, <laughs> it's this thing, yeah. But you're aware that the people that were building the atomic bomb had no idea what they were building. What? Because uh, they, they used something called compartmentalization, where you only knew what your job was. You only knew what you had to know. Only right. the people at the top knew they were actually building an atomic bomb. Those right. people, everyone else went home at night with clear conscience. So it is possible to do something where your whole organization is actually doing something other than what the employees think they're doing. Yeah, I remember that, uh, that, what was that quote from the Bhagavad Gita where Oppenheimer said, uh, now I have become death destroyer yeah, worlds? Yeah, yeah right? that's, that's that... pretty close to right. I don't think we have to. So those people that work for NASA, they, they don't believe they're doing bad work. They believe they're doing good work. And I'm sure he's a good, I'm sure he's a good guy and I'm sure he's a good scientist. But I just don't believe we've been, like, for example, I don't believe we've ever been to the moon. I believe they faked all seven moon missions. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm 100% sure they did. And I would love for you to prove me wrong. Well, you know that, I'm sure you've heard this before, but you know they put the laser reflectors on the moon. <laughs> I've heard that. You know they've actually measured continental drift with the laser reflectors on the moon. You know, you're also told that Russia sent up mirrors on the moon with just rockets. They didn't actually go there, and they just sent them up with probes. So even if there are moon, are mirrors on the moon, they could have just been from the Russians. No one oh, needed to go there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I guess I was just dealing with the we never went there. Uh, if you want to parse that further and say we never went there with humans, okay, then I'll have to stop and think about that. But, we never went there with humans then, is what I'll say. But you think we've actually sent pr probes there and we've planted like mirrors and things like that? I don't I'm, think that. I'm doubtful of it. I'm doubtful that we could reach the moon with any rockets that we have even today. We put a car in space, man. Yeah, sure we did. Come on. We put and a car in a studio. We put a car in a studio. You're saying you're Tesla saying a car, a car, a car is not orbiting the Earth right now. You're saying that is just... That's exactly what, what? I'm saying. I'm saying it was a promotional... Why would they fake it? Fake. Why would they fake it? For a promotion. Promoting for, what? For free publicity. For Elon Musk just to make money off of his car? Yes. Yes. So people could say there's a Tesla floating in space and I drive isn't one it, too. Isn't it just as likely that... He is still promoting it by doing the thing that it looks like he's doing? Only if you believe it's possible Why to do it. Why wouldn't it be possible to orbit a car? I don't Tires think it, would explode. Do they inflate and I they would explode? I think it is possible. Tires would explode. Look what happens to a balloon in a, a vacuum. They I've never heard that one. That's interesting. Um, the tires would have popped, um, huh? I, I, can, I can insert some basic physics here. No, we don't have time for that, Dr. Davis. <laughs> anyway, so next topic, we're going to – no, I'm, just, I'm sorry. Please explain this for oh, us. Well, the air pressure on Earth is 15 PSI, and your typical tire, at least in my car, holds about 32 PSI. So you could inflate the tires to 15 PSI and still only have a difference of, you know, 15 PSI when you're in space, which means you could have good-looking fully inflated tires even in space. And the things that are going to pop on you. You just got to make sure you put the right amount of air in it. No, are you aware that if you take an un, like a, just a saggy balloon and put it in a vacuum and it inflates, if you pinch the ends, do you know about that? I'm sorry, I missed the last little bit of that, but I'm pretty sure well, the answer is yes. If you tie a balloon and put it in a vacuum, it just inflates. Because it's being yeah, pulled absolutely. out. And that would happen in the vacuum of space, too. But and can... tires would get inflated and not look normal. Yeah, I mean, I'd let a balloon go on the ground and watch it watch it blow up at say a thousand feet, while I could still see it. The balloon's yeah, not. Yeah, now we're talking about in the vacuum. Though. Just we're talking about just in a vacuum, like the vacuum of space. Yeah. In the vacuum of space, the tires would inflate 
to the point where they eventually popped or at least looked super weird. No, I, I, you could put, I'm telling you, you could put 15 PSI of air in the tires and even in a vacuum, it would have the same pressure differential that it would on the ground. If you put 30 PSI in it, you know, and you had 15 PSI of air pushing back. In the footage aired by Tesla, the promotional footage is what I'll call it. There's there's a there's a glitch, and you see the studio. Yeah. It, there's a glitch, and you see the car sitting on a sitting on a stand in front of a green screen. You see the lights. You see the, all of that for like about a half a second to two seconds, two seconds tops. But it's in there because it was a live feed. While they're loading it you up see, on the spacecraft, this. or when do you? Uh, when do okay, you, see- you can say that was from earlier, and they just cut away. But they're showing it in space, and then it cuts to it in a studio. And then back to space. I think I think what you saw happen was a glitch, and a glitch in the feed, and it showed you what was actually being filmed as a car on a stand in a in a green screen. Why it's would much I... cheaper to just film it and tell people you sent a car to space than to send a car to space, isn't it? Why would you mess with sending the the cost, the sheer cost of sending a Tesla into space, and how are you going to film it? So they well, they, it was, um, for starters, it was a test which means that you had to put some sort of payload in there. And assuming that you wanted about a one-ton payload, and this guy, you know, he's got this car, he's not going to drive it anymore, why wouldn't he put a car in there as opposed to, I don't know, just a bunch of lead bricks? Uh, you know, you, you're testing the rocket, you're making sure that the, the rocket can deliver a certain payload at a certain velocity to a certain height. You got to put something in there. Might as well be the car. All right, so we're uh, we're looking. Everybody, everybody, see my screen right now. I see it. Ben, Tyler, you guys see it? Oh yeah, I see it. Tyler, are you good? Yeah. Does that really look real to you guys? Come on. All right. I mean, so even right now, does it look here's real? Here's the uh, Falcon Heavy Tesla car, and this is going to be the glitch exposed. So you guys get to get Ben's impression from it immediately. Here we go. Oh, this will be fun. There's the car. Oh. What? That looks fake as fuck. It, it was immediately like in a studio. That's a yeah, fake. The that's part fake. Is you went back and edited the live feed. You're not supposed to be able to do that. Once you make a live show, you're not supposed uh, to be able I'm to gonna, go I'm going to do it again. Feed. That looks... Dude, come on. They made that happen in the video. I mean, I'll give you that I've never looked for the source video. And I've only seen it on videos like this. All right, right there. Oh, yeah, that's a good job of that. They just photoshopped it, guys. Come on. They just, the, the car didn't move. They just photoshopped it. Why would you believe this video over all the employees that work at Tesla? I Why mean, I, I've got I a SpaceX. I, I can drive the SpaceX I? I in 30. I trust my eyes. I can, see, I can go to SpaceX right now. It would take me 30 minutes to get there, and I can look at the rockets. They Actually, they have a lot of security. I'm sure they have there. rockets. Why, why, how can, how, see, that's, that's quite a stretch. Like, you're going all the way to, I'm assuming that they don't have rockets. I assume they well, have I, all that stuff. I'm not trying to I put just, words I'm in your mouth. I'm just saying, whenever you look at this video and you go, hey, look, here's here's the, here's the evidence that is fake. fake. Wouldn't that be easier to do than to get all these people to well, fake I mean, this? Why be true? Why can't it be that there was a glitch in the live feed and you saw the studio for a second? Hold up a second, though. Uh, first of all, I watched the live feed, and I didn't see anything like that when it was happening live. Secondly, but you're, you're a shill, Ben. You're part of it. I know I'm a shill. I, I got that. But no, secondly, this video has <laughs> clearly been manipulated because there's text on it, right? No, Somebody no, no. Yeah, operating on this video with some sort of editor. Uh, you know, just the text that says, is this real or is this live or whatever it said. Right. I mean, somebody has, has doctored that video after. Yeah, somebody like me. 
the yeah. original live feed. You're part so of it. If it's been doctored, then you know why not just take the Photoshop and put the put the vacuum chamber behind it while you're at it. Right. So yeah, that was a vacuum yeah. chamber, right? That's a good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, looked like, it looked like a real honest to God vacuum studio. chamber. You know, uh, they have them at NASA. All right, so here here's the question. That looked like a studio to me, not a vacuum. Uh, well, it looked like well, a vacuum chamber to me, but I don't know. I mean, either way, whatever, whether it is or not. Okay, Tyler, Sean, I know you guys don't agree on everything, but at least you oh, guys disagree right, with right. Ben on on this point alone. And I just want to ask you. But how come we're not giving Ben a chance to show us why we're wrong? You're asking me to prove a negative. You're asking me no, to no, no. You know, Santa Claus doesn't okay, exist. Okay, well, let's talk about you. something that you can debate on. So let's talk about Building 7. Okay. Okay, I'm so good, tell I'm me why. Seven. Tell me why building. I mean, uh, okay, how 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 should we go about this? I tell you what I think about building seven, and then you tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, yes, because I I feel like I start with what shall we say the mainstream has told me to believe. So yeah, if, you, if you're going to convince me that that's not right, then I guess you're going to have to bring me the evidence to tell me why that's not right. Why I shouldn't trust again. The people that, for a living, take the cameras out there and talk about what's happened in the news every day. Okay. So uh, that's what I'll do then. I'll just start with my problems with Building 7. Okay. Um, Building 7 was part of the World Trade Center complex, uh, for people that might not know that much about it. It was a 47-story office building, so about 500, 600 feet tall, about 500 probably. It was about a football field away from the closest tower to it, and it, it, they took damage during the collapse of the towers. There was fires going on in the building. That's not disputed. Uh, anybody could see that on TV. And it burned for the course of the day. So, And it didn't collapse until 520 that evening. But it collapsed at near free fall speed for most of its collapse, which is impossible. And it collapsed to dust, just like the towers, even though it didn't get the same damage as the towers. That's the third time in the history of steel frame buildings that one has collapsed due to fire or any reason caused by fire. And um, I think we at least need to find out why that building collapsed the way it did. Well, it had a bunch of junk on top of it, right, from all this from all the original no. center. No, it didn't. It did you can look at the video and see the upper penthouse and stuff like that. There's it, Everything's clear on the top. I mean, there might have been dust. There's dust up there, of course, because there's dust everywhere. But okay. it didn't have a lot of debris on it. It was hitting the side by debris. All right. In the body of the building. And then the lower floors of the building caught fire because of the implosion of the World Trade Center? Burning debris, yeah. Yeah, burning debris caught, uh, made office fires in seven all throughout the building. So you had basic office fires. There was black smoke, so they would be low oxygen fires coming. Black smoke was what was coming out of the building. And, but the fire department, I guess it was rampant throughout the building, so they couldn't control the fire. But a steel frame building has never collapsed due to fire. So why would this one collapse at near free fall speed like nothing was under? That's impossible by the laws of physics. Through the past of most resistance falling into its own footprint, how did that happen? Oh, well, now this is an interesting conversation. I mean, uh, you know, I'd like to go back to the World Trade Center for a minute. We can. Uh, no, talking about Building 7, we're asking how it can fall at free fall. With normal uh, office fire, how does that cause a free fall collapse? I, I got you, so, and, and we'll get to that. I'm, I'm just going to try to make a point here. Okay, uh, go ahead. When the planes hit the World Trade Center, right. now I'm a physicist, right? And and I saw this. I was at work, and I and we it, all did. Yeah, and my initial reaction was, "That's weird. That's not what I would have expected." No, Be- because 
I would have expected that much momentum hitting the side of a building like that. It would have toppled over like a block, and especially with that kind of lever arm behind it, because it was what a hundred. I expected the opposite to bother you. What's that? What what opposite did you have? You ever, like a, like if you drove a truck at a brick wall, uh-huh. the truck would 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 collapse in on itself. It wouldn't. The brick wall would still be there. Oh well, yeah, okay, but I, yeah, I, I'm all right with that. Because, it went into those towers like butter, like there was no resistance, not even a wing clipped off on the way in. That's because the plane was going at 600 miles an hour. That's a lot of momentum to have to cancel out there. But it hit even a steel and concrete structure. It's a, a bird can mess up the nose of an airplane. Sure. Yeah, have you ever seen a picture of a bird hitting an airplane, like what the airplane looks like? They're made of aluminum. They're made to fly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to put a big dent in it. But you've still got a chunk of aluminum going at 600 miles an hour. It's not just going to stop on a dime and bounce off. And that's actually I wouldn't expect I it going. to stop on a dime. I would expect it to have gone in still, but maybe like half of it be hanging out. The wings to have broke off, like snap like twigs. All right. I didn't, so, I didn't expect to see what I saw. So bear with me for a minute. You know, why didn't the building topple? I had to stop and think about that. And part of what I had to realize was the laws of physics aren't scale invariant, as Richard Feynman would say. And it was but also designed to be hit by a plane. What's that? I was just throwing in that it was designed to be hit by a seven uh, sixty-seven that was the biggest at the time. Okay. It was designed to take an impact from a plane. Multiple impacts. It was designed to take multiple impacts. Right, which is why the okay. So that's why the tower continued to stand after the original impact. So what eventually happened is the heat got to the girders in this thing. The girders softened up, softened up, and this. This tower fell straight down and sort of unzipped itself as it went. In a pancake collapse. Yes. So if you can do that in the World Trade Center and the debris flies over and hits this Building 7 you're talking about. I don't agree that you can do that. I think those two were demolished as well. I'm sorry. I heard that. Building 1 and 2 were demolished as well. Okay. So that's why I said let's back up and talk about this. So yeah, we, we can figure out what our premises are, right? What are yeah, the whole are. the whole the whole incident we could even talk about. But yeah, building one and two, those that, that that's not natural. The, the, fact, the, pan, the pancake collapse. I was going to let you finish making the point, but the pancake collapse doesn't make sense from the laws of physics. And maybe you can explain this to me. But you're going down the path of most resistance. Every floor is hitting into the floor below it and smashing and smashing these girders as it goes down. I would expect that collapse to take 30 to 45 seconds. A free fall is almost what you saw. In 13 seconds, the tower collapses. It's a 1,300-story building. Why do you – okay, so why would you expect it to take 13, 14 seconds or whatever you said? 13 seconds to me I feel is impossible through the laws of physics for a 1,300-story building to collapse to dust in 13 seconds. Yeah, that would be like 70 stories of steel creating zero resistance as a falling object. Yeah, because the bottom of the building is not damaged. Right. But you you got a, not... One was hit around building around floor 75, and the other one was hit around floors 80. Okay. The bot- you got a whole structure underneath that that's not damaged. So only 30 floors is smacking into the rest of this undamaged structure, and it's not slowing down. 30 floors is a lot of weight, and it's, it's a lot, a of, lot of weight. But you wouldn't expect it to slow it down at all? Uh, not after a certain amount of time, no. And that, you know, that's a well, lot of weight and a lot of momentum. Why did, I, how come we don't destroy buildings like that all the time then? If you well, can do it three times in a row in one day that way, why do they spend thousands on, on, on demolitions? 
Would they actually, demolish I was buildings. About to say they actually do. What do you mean? Why don't we do it no, that way? I, we do it that way all the time. They just start a fire in a building and wait for it to collapse into itself on du- into dust. <laughs> no, they pick a couple of strategic <laughs> spots where the, where the support is, you know, at, at the most critical junction, and they take out a couple of critical girders, and the whole thing just unzips itself. Just a couple. It's a very expensive, involved process. Of course, it is. You got to take. You got. It's a lot of girders. I mean, it's not just a couple. It involves OSHA and it involves all kinds of safety regulations and it involves all kinds of bureaucracy. And that's how you get something to fall like that. Yeah, I I don't think you get something to fall like that by smacking an airplane into it. And I don't think the same thing happens twice in a row like that. From different, yes, a plane hit both of them, but a plane hit both of them in different spots, and they're both going to do the same trick, one right after the other. Why not? I mean, it was After only an hour and a half of being uh, on fire. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially the same thing that's happening is you're having a girder or two fail in some critical spot, and then everything starts to sink in, and then the surrounding girders can't support it anymore. But then, you, how familiar are you with the uh, the interior structure of the of the towers? Uh, I'm going to tell you that I'm not familiar with it at all, uh, other than just what I would expect. It's from a three-tier building, uh, so I'll, I'll help out with it a little bit. It's a three-tier building so that there can't be – it can't cause a chimney effect. You can't have a fire that goes through the whole building. Okay. So it's kind of broken up into three levels. All right. So it would be it would be massively reinforced at those three levels where they, where they switch off, where, where the elevator shafts end. And you get a new level, and it switches. The, the beams are in a different can I, position. Can I ask a quick question? Wouldn't the, the jet fuel itself make the steel weak? Like, it doesn't have to melt no, steel no. beams. The jet, fuel would build, the jet fuel burned off in the explosion. I, I mean, it could have poured down the elevator shaft. <laughs> it could have, but it burned off in the – that was a massive fireball. That's a lot of fuel burnt off in that fireball. There's a lot of fuel in the wings of a of a jet airplane. I mean, there that, are there are pictures of people and videos of people standing in the in the holes made by the planes. So there wasn't intense heat in those areas. There's video of people standing in the holes made by the planes. Yeah, waving for to be rescued. Yeah. You mean like long after the plane ran into the building? Yes. Yes. After. And what, what are you saying there. that proves? We're, we're that saying the... there's intense heat in that area. I'm saying there was people in that area trying to wave for help, so there couldn't have been intense heat in that area. Did you guys see the the videos of the guys like nose diving out of that place? Oh yeah, that was fucking traumatic, man. It's heartbreaking. Have you ever watched um, the Naude Brothers video? It's uh, official story friendly, so it won't set off your dissonance. Tyler would say they were there uh, with the fire department team doing a documentary on them. And they just happen to respond to 9-11. And you can hear people hitting cars outside. They don't show it, but it's just like, bam, and you know what it is. And you just hear it. It's like every five seconds. What do you mean hitting cars? Uh, hitting cars and hitting jumping the ground. Jumping out of buildings. Bodies. Oh, yeah, bodies, bodies falling. Holy were jumping shit. That, that, that fast. It was like every five seconds, just bam. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so, yeah, there was people that were trapped in bad spots. In do, you, fires. do you think oh. that part of your... And I'm sorry if this kills the momentum of the conversation, but I kind of want to get into the more psychological reasons behind conspiratorial thinking. And when I say that, I would include myself in this because I have some some ideas that people might say, well, that, Robert, that's a conspiracy theory, you know. But whenever that happened, do you think that it's possible that it affected you on such an emotional level that you needed to have a justification for it that matched the intensity of how you felt? And that's why you needed it to be such a big, dramatic thing like such a big mystery that all these people are in on it 
and be, because you felt so strongly. Do you think that could be part of it? So I don't think it's just me being so traumatized that I need to invent some stuff to cope because I've been through a lot of stuff. Like both my parents died when I was a little kid. That's just there's crazy stuff happening all the time. And I don't think I want to find the truth. I don't understand why I would need to invent fake stuff to cope with this after I was able to yeah. cope with my parents' past. And for me, I I did I did uh, re- react uh, very emotionally to 9/11, as I think a lot of people did. I was glued to my TV. I watched everything the news put on about 9/11. I listened to NPR straight for like six months, and I was on board with everything at first. I wanted them to go get revenge. I was on board that we had a Republican president that would go to war. I well, wanted yeah. all that stuff. I'm ashamed of it. The looking day back. after 9/11, and they wanted to turn the whole Saudi all of Saudi Arabia into a smoking, you know, nuclear, yeah. you know. Yeah. They, they it was the first time I was thankful. I, good with it. I was thankful that we had him as president. Not not in hindsight. In hindsight, I feel like he was involved in the event. And I would love, like I say, I would love to be proven wrong. Let me let me ask when this, I, man. I, I didn't come to that because I was hurt and I wanted someone to blame. It took me probably years to come let to that. Let me throw something at Ben here. Ben, would you – okay, and, and I don't agree with Sean and Tyler about 9-11 – but would you at least find some common ground where you would say that do you think the government is capable of being so ruthless as to do a false flag operation, killing its own citizens in order to justify a mass campaign of the military industrial complex? I uh, wish you hadn't have phrased it quite that way. Hmm. Do I believe that the government would be ruthless enough to do it? Yeah, I'm afraid I would. You know, the government has done some pretty sketchy things over the years. So I, if they had the right motivations, would they, could they be ruthless enough? Absolutely. My problem would be more, could they pull it off from a competency point Yeah, of view? that's where I'm at. Yeah. I don't think they I could mean, pull it off, man. It's stuff. not the whole government. Sean, they couldn't keep a dress with semen on it a secret, man. You really think that they could pull no, off? That was a president getting a blowjob. That didn't involve anything except to him wanting to get a blowjob. Well, he, was he sure sloppy. didn't want it coming out. No, he didn't want it coming out, but he wasn't careful. You think somebody <laughs> nobody, who's, you know, dipping is in nobody going to jump on that pun? Careful? <laughs> I thought it just as soon as I said it, but I was <laughs> No, but it, it, let's just use 9-11 for an example. Who needs to be involved in the in the government? Dick Cheney, President Bush, and Donald Rumsfeld. As far as I'm concerned, those three are the only ones you even need to involve. And 24 people to take over a plane, but okay. No, you there, there's, there's all that involved, but you can use the CIA and the Mossad for that. What about yeah, what about I'm, I'm all the families? Those are professional liars. What about, so you got three people that are politicians and and a, and a whole team of professional liars. What they do with all the people on board, dude? Killed them. How? They took him to a bunker and shot him in the head. Jesus. You mean the, the <laughs> yeah. plane ever even took off the ground? No, the plane's could have took off the ground. I think what happened was a version of Operation Northwoods, where they switched those flights with drones. Okay. The drones are what hit the what they hit what hit the towers, and the, so the actual flights were hit the, hit the towers. It was, it was the they were military style planes that would be similar to those commercial jets, but it wasn't the commercial jets. I don't believe. I believe they landed and they were taken into a, wherever. Some of them were made to make phone calls to people on Flight 93 and the ones that made phone calls, and I think that they'd have had to have been killed. Wouldn't that be harder to, to pull off than the actual no. 9-11 report no. claimed happened? No, mercenaries don't have a conscience. So if you have no, I'm, not, I'm not saying ethically harder. I'm just saying 
to pull off what you're saying, no, that level of major conspiracy yeah, seems pretty, like that would be. I can tell you why it's really easy. They they do this. They practice it all the time. Matter of fact, uh, four of the terrorists that supposedly carried out 9/11 were part of a group called Able Danger, who practiced those kind of scenarios with the CIA all the time. They pretend hijack planes all the time. It's not that hard to turn a practice drill into a live drill. That was one of the plans originally. I don't know if it was Operation Midnight Climax. I think that one involved LSD. But there, there was an operation, I think it was Paperclip, where we planned to go into Cuba and hijack a major... Uh, oh, you're talking about Operation Northwoods. Northwoods, thank you. Yeah, Northwoods, yeah. Where, where we were going to hijack an airline or uh-huh. an airplane and crash actual citizens and blame and it on Cuba. blame it on the Cuban government. Yes. I mean, I would agree with Ben and I think this is something that all four of us can find agreement. The government is capable of creating a plan like this and Kennedy rejected it and was killed only months yeah, later. He made it all the way to Kennedy. Yeah. And and he turned it down, but the joint chiefs and the DOD all agreed this is what we need to do. So they're definitely capable of trying to pull something like this off but i kind of lean more toward ben's take where i don't know that they're capable of actually pulling it off and then what is it like like a dozen years later we still don't have anybody coming forward people come forward never going to yeah there's people that do come forward they lose their jobs there was people in the FBI that were on, on TV talking about how they failed, and they're sitting there crying, talking about able danger. These people all w- were either demoted to desk jobs or fired or pushed aside. My biggest concern with the World Trade Center events was Building 7, how it fell in free fall speed symmetrically into its own footprint, just like the two towers did. And how is that possible from just office fires, being that if, if we just want to take and exclude Building 7 and make it the only steel frame building that, that collapsed that day, it would be the first and only steel building to ever collapse due to fire. Okay, so that was that was your question. You're done, right? I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. I was trying to sum up. Hopefully, I did a good enough job. But that's the problems I have with it. And I thought maybe you could explain to me how that could happen. Yeah, I like the symmetry question about why did it, you know, unzip itself going straight down like that. And I think I might even have an answer for that. I will tell you, in in, in terms of fairness, that I am not a, you know. Structural engineer, I don't build skyscrapers, but I'll tell you what I know. I know that, according to Wikipedia, jet fuel burns at 2,190 degrees Fahrenheit. To melt steel, that's typically about 2,750, but steel weakens... There was no jet fuel in Building 7. We're talking the about jet didn't hit Building 7. Okay. So the jet fuel is long gone. The, the Building 7 got damaged when the tower collapsed, so the fire's been going on in the tower for over an hour. Okay. The jet fuel's be- gone. Bear with me for a second. So steel weakens as 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 low as 400 degrees Fahrenheit. At okay. 980 degrees, it's already at 10 percent of its strength. Okay. Oh. When I am, you know, just cleaning my oven, I get up to 980 degrees. If this thing's got to support 30 floors over it, and it's at 10 percent of its strength because of the fires that have happened in the middle of this building. It's not at all surprising to me that, you know, that extra 30 floors of weight would come right down on it. Now, if you ask me about why it comes straight down like that, again, if I were going to build a skyscraper, I would assume that the corners of the building, the outside perimeter of the building would probably be made with stronger steel than the insides, thicker girders, whatever. So, yeah, it's kind of like taking the path of a higher resistance, but it's also being channeled. 
by the outside edges of this building. It's not going to just spontaneously go off to one side or the other because the last part of any floor that's going to collapse are probably the corners of it, which means that it's going to have... That's not what we this. saw at all in any of the buildings. What's yeah. that? You do, what we saw in especially Building 7. It just uh, all Tyler, up. Tyler, hold on, hold on, I'm sorry, guys. Tyler, your audio cut out and both times. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He was saying it's not what we saw in any of the collapses of any of the buildings. That they fell straight down? That they fell, that they collapsed at the corners first, like he was saying. You actually saw them no, collapse he, he in the middle No, he was saying that first. they would, that's, but yeah, that's what, that's what Ben was saying, is that is they it, would fall inward. They would channel to the center, yeah. That would keep it from tipping over. Because the outside beams would be stronger. And w- the other thing that so, I told you is that was surprising even to me. I had to stop and think about it when it happened that way. It did. It did look weird. I, I got to admit, Building Seven looks weird as fuck. Impossible. I mean, we we did see in London. What was that one building that like burned for hours and hours and it didn't collapse? Oh man, what was the name of that the building? building? There's a lot of good examples. Uh, steel frame great. buildings do not collapse due to fire. But, That's why they build with steel. It doesn't happen. But, Sean, there, you have to admit we haven't, like we haven't seen we haven't Tower. seen planes run in to buildings before. Completely engulfed. Tell you what, Building Seven. That's why I like to stick to Building Seven. Building Seven. We're sticking with Building Seven right now. Building Seven wasn't hit by a plane. Okay, so Grenfell you got Grenfell Tower built burnt from the bottom up. And again, like I would say that 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 sort of explains it in and of itself. If all this debris came in the bottom of this tower and set fire to everything underneath, and it weakened the supporting structure. You know, again, it only takes 980 degrees to get to 10% of let your me, strength. Let me, we're talking about a total collapse. We're not talking about part of the building that was damaged. Let me add to that. The, the official, you got a complete the official report says that it was damaged by debris from the Twin Towers. The debris striking the base of Building 7, and it also didn't have the uh, internal fire suppression system. It didn't have the water pressure to put the fires out. That Mines, alone saying, I'm not disputing that there was fires and damage in the building. I'm disputing that it completely collapsed into its own footprint. Total collapse. Free normal fall speed. Office yeah, from office normal fires. Office fires. That's well, the I'm, story. I'm, I'm telling fire. you that from a physics point of view that that's not that surprising. How, how do you give well, – in the towers, you, you were okay with pancake collapse giving you free fall, near free fall speed. How do you accomplish that? This time, you don't have your, your weakened fire. girders, and it, you guys keep well, saying that the damage could, was at the base. That, the damage was around the mid-size, mid-points mid of the building. You said the that building, building was like 100 stories tall. Didn't you tell me that? Building 7 is 47 stories tall. Okay. 50, 52. Any one of those numbers works for me. We just talked about how there's 30 floors above the World Trade Center, you know, where the, where the fire was, and eventually the seals softened enough that the above floors had enough weight to push in and push this thing down to the ground. But that's not what you saw happen, though. I, I, I challenge like you to watch what it, I saw and what you saw happen was that building yeah, dissolved you, into dust. Hey, can you link that thing? Remember I sent a compilation, just a Building 7 compilation collapse. That's all I needed to see, personally. The building clearly just went from standing if, right there, not took, walking. If you just gave yourself a little bit, like a pass, to take a good look at Building 7, I think you would have a problem with yeah. it. Can I, can I throw something well, out there? Well, I mean, there? I'm happy to go do that. What? I'll probably go do that just What's, based on this conversation. Yeah, I challenge What's the problem? You basically agree with the NIST version of what caused Building 7's collapse. And, and without having gone into it in any depth, which you agree you're going to do, you right. agree that that makes sense. It, it did make sense. To, I mean, I haven't even read the NIST version of it. <laughs> I just saw what happened and said... 
Okay, that's not me, what I expected, I, but I can kind of figure out why that happened. Let me that let way. me throw this out there. I feel like there's a there's a little bit of a difference. Okay, so you got uh, uh and I, I I was just trying to be the guy asking questions, but I feel like it just the way this happened organically is I'm lining up on Ben's side, and then you got Sean and Tyler on the other side. And, you know, we're, we're like in a, a wrestling ring where we tag in and out, you know. That wasn't necessarily my goal with the conversation, but that's kind of how it just happened. But to play my role here, if I can get tagged in for a sec, here you've got Robert and Ben saying, wow, you know, Building 7, that does look weird. I can't really understand it, but, you know, it seems seems suspicious. There are people that have an explanation. We'll consider that. Also, Maybe there's something they're not telling us. I don't know. It's weird. And then I feel like there's Tyler and Sean on the other side that are going, I agree with every single thing about that, about the doubt, about I don't really understand it. But you guys add this additional thing to it where you go, therefore, if that, then this. And I don't feel like that's how doubt works. Doubt doesn't try to give an explanation for something. Doubt looks at something and goes, Geez, that did look fucked up. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, doubt doubt is humble. Doubt is not inserting a conclusion. Am I am I crazy to say that? Well, I guess so. If you if you think that the leap was made from building seven alone, building seven leads you to looking at building one and two. That's fair. Building one and two leads you to looking at the Pentagon and all the money they lost. That gets you to looking at something else. That gets you to looking at this. It's a lot of things that snowball into you realizing that this cabal exists that runs it or does. Those I'll hand things. it to you. That whole Pentagon losing what was it? Like 2. a couple 3 billion children, a trillion, two point three trillion with a T. Trillion, with a T. trillion. The day before nine eleven huh. on nine ten, they announced that they couldn't account for that. That doesn't include black operations. I, I do remember. I do remember yeah, something remember like that going that down right around that same. And that, that is was bizarre. the wing of the Pentagon fuck. that was struck, where they were inter- inv- investigating those. That missing money. It looked like a fucking missile hitting the Pentagon. It does. But, but see, this is this is where I feel like we're different. Is I can say that looked like a fucking missile hitting the Pentagon, but that doesn't mean that I go. Therefore, a missile hit the Pentagon. I, I you know what I mean? Why? Like, because why do you not trust your eyes? Yeah, but there's a white. Oh, you saw a white cylinder go right into it, man. Come on, a missile hitting the Pentagon. And also that other sh- shot of the bullet hole or the circle hole in the Pentagon. I'll tell you my answer, and it's the same one that Bennett brought up earlier when we were talking about the moon landing. The level of organization required, I believe, is far beyond the capabilities of the powers that be that I witness. I just, now, you can respond to that. You can respond to that and go, well, Robert, you don't really witness the real powers that be. You don't see the Illuminati. You don't see what's happening at the top of the Freemasons and the satanic Bohemian Grove shit, Rob. You're not seeing the real thing. And I'm going, yeah, you're not seeing it either. We're all we're all speculating about something that we can't really know. And I get that there's a lot of crazy questions out there, but I don't think the answer is just... It's just offering a conclusion that says there's somebody working the the fucking, you know, don't look behind the curtain because that guy's really working the Wizard of Oz shit. You know what I mean? I don't think that's the solution. I think the real honest skeptical response is to go, yeah, there's some weird shit I can't explain. Next fucking topic. I don't think that that's naive, man. I think that's just being humble before the universe. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like saying fairies, right? You can't just go, I don't understand this, therefore fairies. 
You can't, and you can't say, I don't understand this, therefore collusion in the government. You gotta have more than that. Can we all agree on Russian collusion? <laughs> no, that's fake no. news. I, just, I heard collusion and I got triggered. That's fake news. Fake news. Alright. There's a, man, now, it's, now the table's turned because I feel like. Owning our government. If there's collusion, it's Israel. We have so many dual citizenship senators and Supreme Court justices even, and just everyone. Just If anyone's hacking our elections, it's Israel, but no one gives a fuck about that, apparently. You heard it right here on the Right to Reason podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Tyler Klatinoff hates Jews. No, no I did not. Just, you can be against <laughs> Israel and not be against I know that's not what you're saying. No, I actually agree with you about... <laughs> if we're going to talk about foreign collusion into our elections israel will be the prime target it seems to me yeah i i totally i totally agree that that's, that's like that's, open israel and saudi arabia yeah saudi arabia yeah i i agree with you that there is way too much uh israeli control over our our government and i think that that comes from something we could all agree about is that there's a lot of crazy religious shit that is causing a lot of problems Zionism. for our... And, and, yeah, absolutely. Can we take a weird left turn into psychology for a second? When I worked at GE, GE was a, a big bureaucratic place, and, you know, it was it, it had all kinds of crazy rules and stuff. And I had this 20-something boss that got promoted to be my boss, even though I was in my 40s and much better educated than him, over the guy that, that came before him. And long story short, I thought this guy was completely full of shit. And I had some real knockdown drag out fights with this guy. And I had to ask myself one day, I said, you know, if this guy just took me into his office and said, look, Ben, I know that we've had some, some misunderstandings and some things, and we've gotten sideways on a couple of things. And I think you're a great guy. And I want to, you know, go forward with this project with your help. And I want us to be the best of friends from now on. The first thing I would have thought to myself is, what is this motherfucker trying to pull on me now? <laughs> because I hated it. Yeah. You know, and if you hate someone enough and I'm, you know, or you distrust someone enough, then everything they do, everything they say, even when it's got good intentions behind it, you find a way to decide that those aren't good intentions anymore. You know, we've all had that girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, where, like, it doesn't matter what you do. She's like, I know you're cheating exactly. no matter what. And, and I think we all have to be careful that we're not doing things like that when we're talking about the government because we all love to hate the government anyway. I don't love right. to hate the government. I wish I could Again, I don't think it's the whole government, but I see what you're saying. I think we found some common ground there. Can, can you at least agree, Tyler, uh, like Sean could, could agree that maybe we do have a tendency to vilify something and it's hard sometimes, no matter how much evidence one way or the other direction to change our minds. I mean, I think that's something we could all yeah, at I least agree on. I agree with that, but I will also say that after a while, after you've realized that they're fucking liars about everything they've ever done, always, how many fucking decades of that before you're like, I'm not trusting the motherfucker at all. Like, it, at the same time, while, like, I get where you're coming from, you also sound like that crazy girlfriend, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I kind of see but, his side of that, too. <laughs> you can believe yeah. them. I'm not going to believe them. I hear you, man. I hear you. Guys, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. It was good. I appreciate all of you. One more time, tell everybody uh, where they can find you. And uh, I just want to say thank you to Tyler Klatnoff. Dr. Ben Davis and Sean Yankee oh, yeah. for your time today. Thank you. I'm, my name is Tyler Klatnoff. 
And if you want to talk to me, and email clata002 at gmail.com. So we'll answer all your questions about pretty much anything, even this letter. So shoot me a text. All right. I'm Dr. Ben Davis. Uh, if you want to come join me and talk to me about physics and philosophy or whatever else you want to talk about, I can be found at facebook.com forward slash Ben. Sean Yankee, and you can find me on Facebook, or you can also follow my YouTube channel, which I'd appreciate, me on things and stuff, and check out my videos that I upload usually about every month. Thanks, guys. Have a great Sunday. Thank you to Dr. Ben, Sean Yankee, and Tyler Glattenoff. Thank you to David Blair from DaveFreesong.com forward slash free music. You can support this broadcast at Patreon.com forward slash right. And learn more at the right to reason.com. Next week, we're talking to one of my favorite content creators ever, Mr. Deity himself, Brian Keith Dalton, host and God character of the Mr. Deity show and the way of the Mr. If you haven't seen it, type in Mr. Deity, D-E-I-T-Y into YouTube. It's freaking hilarious. He plays the character of God, and it's just it's just funny. Like, Satan is his ex-wife. And Anyway, we're going to be talking to him next week. Between now and then, remember that you have the right to reason. Before I go, we recently lost a very special artist, the Queen of Soul. We're going to let Miss Aretha Franklin play us out today. She made this world a better place to live in, and she will be missed. We could-